All right. Welcome to this week's roundtable. It's Jeff and I back. It's the guest, the location. Yes. Every time we get a little different background. <laughs> Here we are. And uh, on this week's roundtable, um, here's what I want to ask you about. Um, I want I want you to speak to the parents who just sent their kids off to oh, their first week of school, first days of school here in the Iowa City area. Kids are all over. We've got we got parents, you know, sending their kids off to public school and uh, some are homeschooling, some, you know, kind of all over the, the spectrum there. But um, give a word of encouragement to <laughs> moms yeah. and dads. And, and let me just set up the context for you. Yeah. So to, to give you the. Well, I was thinking, I've got context too. I just got off the phone with a dad. Did you? Okay. You've got, okay. Yeah. I mean, yesterday no. on, fa or on Facebook, one, one uh, parent posted like, uh, everything from their kid was the only one to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. Everyone else just sat down and the teacher said, yeah, you don't have to stand. How do you think about that? I you know, know, okay, so there's that to, you know, the teacher who says, hey, you know, basically, uh, I think middle school teacher that's, you know, telling her class how proud she is of her child who's transitioning to a different gender. And if you have any questions, please come talk to me because I'm a safe person. Mm. Then you've got, um, well, others who are struggling with, maybe their kids are new to a school, having to sit alone, watching their kids just yeah. agonize oh. through being new to a school, going through those years. How do you, how do you, you know, love your kids through that? Others that are parents that are homeschooling and they're, you know, just, the struggle of, of trying to, to teach your kids. And so th that's a little context yeah. uh, for the different things that parents might be working through. I, I grab my Bible just because I immediately, I think of the way that Peter, you know, talks to his readers as these pilgrims and strangers, mm -hmm. you know, and often I think in America, we've been privileged as believers to be um, kind of in the epicenter of culture. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not our faith, at least our moral norms have been shared by many of our neighbors. And we haven't had to feel very uh, stranger-like in our own mm -hmm. land, in yeah. our own neighborhoods and schools. And I do think that that time is kind of coming to a close, you know, where believers will more and more be made to feel alienated, isolated, yeah. even, even from their dear neighbors mm -hmm. and friends that go to the same schools. And so I guess I'm saying this is a great opportunity for us to convey that to our children, to help prepare them to live in a world that does not necessarily welcome them, even if they're not hostile to them, and some maybe. At the very least, they're going to be the odd one out. They're going mm -hmm. to be kind of excluded from the cultural just right. drinking hole. You know what I mean? Like, the, you're not welcome here kind of a thing. And I, I guess the, the hard thing for me is I'm now thinking about talking to my children about their children and in ways that that wasn't so much our struggle, right? I mean, when you went through school, right. of course, there's crazy, unbelieving things going on all around mm -hmm. you. But this just positioning of being 
very alien mm -hmm. to the way the whole crowd is going. That's a pretty new, fresh experience mm -hmm. for our children. So I, what I'm trying to say by way of hope, sounds kind of doom and gloom. Give a word of encouragement. Yeah. We're all going out. No, it's more, that's the experience that the apostles were trying to prepare us for in their writings in the New Testament, right? Mm -hmm. Is prepare to live in a world that you're aliens, you're strangers, mm -hmm. you're the ones that are going to be mm -hmm. on the outside looking in and yeah. seeking to be ambassadors, appealing to them to, to come join us on this alien train, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, in some ways I feel like uh, this is fertile ground to prepare for real gospel movement in, in ways that maybe we were not preparing our children for in generations past. You know? Yeah. I think at the um, it's important to in our family, you know, we we have a family dinner and we're sitting down and, mm -hmm. and talking about those things. I mean, one encouragement I would have to families is just to have a context where your kids yes. can oh, man, so process much. that because your family is the security for your kids. Like when they come home, they need a sanctuary. They need home to be the place where you know, things are right side up, mm -hmm. you know, things are not crazy and uh, just coming into a warm meal, a, a dinner table, sitting around. We were talking about these stories. Yeah. Hey, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? And, and, and our kids, you know, we, they shared their own stories and all of a right. sudden the Pledge of Allegiance thing came up. And one of our kids was like, well, I was, one of the few that stood in my class and we we're like oh I didn't even know that that was a wow, thing and wow. and so and they were laughing because one of the kids in Veritas who will go unnamed for this as I haven't talked to his parents yet but <laughs> he's he's a little guy in a new school and and uh, everyone stood for the pledge of allegiance and he stayed sitting because he just thought I'm not going to bow down to that either. <laughs> awesome. He had his own interest. He had his own Daniel wow, moment of, of courage. I, I think, yeah, I don't know yeah. if it, right, right, right. what his whole, what was going on that's in his so little cool. mind, but it right, was, right. oh, I'm not standing for that. I know better. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, it, <laughs> I don't know how to shepherd that. Yeah. That's because on the one hand, you want to be like, and that's legit. Too. <laughs> we talked through that right. created a context for us to talk through something like patriotism. Yeah. Is that how does a Christian right. think about, you know, patriotism, living in a country and right. when to be a citizen of the country and how to how do you think about those things? Because mm -hmm. um, there would have been religious groups that like different strands of Mennonites, for instance, or different ones that would have done that in, in generations hmm. past not stood for that very deeply held religious conviction that they kind of give honor or allegiance or whatever to Christ alone. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. having those open to, that's sort of one of the things I was thinking of is when you were talking about the dinner table is even for your kids, even if you don't have like the answer to give them for the dilemma, or whatever yeah. they face that day, just for them to see your confusion in those moments mm. for you to have to think out loud with them yeah even with your bible open sometimes oh you know what i mean like to totally because letha was like hey mark okay tell our kids why they should stand for the pledge right and i was like all right kids and I, had to, <laughs> I had to act like i knew what i was talking about and totally. really thought through this and you're confronted it, it's yeah. good 
as parents to have to wrestle through uh, the truth, you know, your convictions on things, how you got to those convictions. Totally. Why do we do that? And so uh, it was life is going to be a struggle us. for all right. of us, right? And yeah. for our kids to see, yeah, oh yeah, and across the spectrum of of Veritas Church, different families are actually coming to some different conclusions, trying to wrestle through, and that's yeah. good for our yeah. children to see that yeah. there aren't maybe quick answers, you know. So the 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 thing that I woke up with on my mind was the words of that teacher saying. I'm a safe person. Oh, you can man. come talk to me. Now that's where all of a sudden it's, it's a very different conversation than the pledge. Hmm. And by the way, I think the kid was confused on which flag. Is it the rainbow flag that I'm pledging allegiance to? Is it the, hmm. where's the American flag in the room? It was not quite clear. I, I don't know. That's the kind of uh -huh. a confusion there. That's a whole thing, but also as it relates to, um, you know, a, an adolescent, a kid going through kind of the preteen adolescent phases, mm. hearing their teacher, you know, just commend um, someone who's transitioning and affirming that and then saying, you can talk to me, I'm a safe person. I, I really did wake up with that heavy on my heart because mm. I do think that's where it's not just a, an open conversation among Christians, like right. what we think about that, because right that's that's a very clear mm -hmm. biblical mm -hmm. um right confronts a very that's black right. and white biblical worldview right that god created us god created us in his image god mm -hmm. created us male and female in his in image and in romans one that's one of the clearest examples that paul gives of how we suppress the truth by our wickedness yes. is is through our sexuality that's right and so i think that those conversations with our kids at the dinner table oh man there's going to be some that are like wow how do you navigate certain things i don't know how to think about that but mm. these other things are part of who you are and keeping those lines of communication because the dad i was referring to earlier uh when we were talking the dilemma that his son faced in the classroom um he texted both his mom and his dad in the moment that this episode was going on in the classroom and i thought how cool that you have that kind of relationship mm. with your high schooler yeah that he's his first impulse is hey mom hey dad how should i you know yep and i'm just saying you cultivate that through those dinner table conversations whatever you know that you're the safe person, you know, like you're, yeah. you're the one that they can actually go to and unpack. And the thing that this particular boy was encountering was pretty shocking, a pretty shocking deal. And, and yet felt like, no, I'm not going to overshock my parents. I can go to them mm. and talk about this mm -hmm. and they're going to help me. Yeah. Go to dad, go to mom, you know? Yeah. I want to commend parents, I guess, on that level, yeah. like be, and don't, you know, I know, one dad that is constantly, I guess, overreacting when these moments happen. And so his children tend to not bring up things that they can already prepare that he's going to go over the top in his reaction. I'm saying even keeping a cool head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. just using wisdom and yep. don't be like, what? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because honestly, it, it ends up having the opposite of the, the children. Mm -hmm. we'll pull back right not. so on the you know that tension that I think every 
parent feels of how much do I give my kid over to mm. Caesar or yeah. Babylon or whatever to, to educate them and how they land on the homeschool public school thing. I do think for all of us as parents, we have to uh, know that it's our stewardship. The, our children's education is our stewardship. So right. we, we need to know and be engaged with what our kids are, are oh, learning and interacting with because if our kid does go to that teacher and mm -hmm. confide in them because they trust them, that is on us as parents. Oh, man. Yes. So we, we can't just abdicate this responsibility that we have mm. to a, a school or whatever. But we also, and, and so some of the tension I feel too, is that I do think it's good to let our kids engage the... Um, the winds of culture and mm. the, the struggle there. Um, because there's a story of John Denver, I think it was, that really wanted to preserve a certain kind of tree. I don't know if it was a rare tree or built his own kind of, mm. um, you know, uh, he built preserve a preserve, like oh. a, you know, so he, he kind of built this big building and grew these trees. And oh. so what happened is all these trees grew up and they fell over. Right. Because they didn't have the wind. Right. And the conditions yeah. of yeah. just the environment to strengthen the root system. Right. You know, trees need wind. They need yeah. hard soil to have to have tap to work. deeper mm -hmm. work to get into, to, you know, moist moisture and, and strengthen the, the base of the tree, what all those things. I think the same is true for humans. Absolutely. It's the whole, I mean, the, the book, The Coddling of the American right. Mind. When you try to build a building around your child and protect yeah. them from all, whether it's um, certain ideas right. or whether it's certain sicknesses or certain right. everything, right. right? Just protect them, make safety the ultimate thing the oh the safetyism that right. our culture worships so as a parent we also have to be careful to oh, not just protect man. them from every it's so true like not let them see a pride flag because we we don't know how they will respond to it we need to right. talk about that accept the fact that we are living as exiles yeah in a pagan well world. i also think to help help your you help your children to have a more global awareness. I, I listened to this interesting podcast. Uh, the person being interviewed was from the Uyghur people group, the persecuted uh, ethnic group out in Western China that is has been in the news, if, if you watch mm -hmm. global news, because uh, I mean, China's all, I don't know if they've called it genocide yet, but they're trying to wipe out the Uyghur people. Well, this, this, young woman had been um her, her father got them out of there and crazy cool story anyway when she got here she was i think 15 or something like that mm -hmm. and dropped her in public she had somehow gotten english so dropped her in a public school and when they were asking her what was that like having come out of that, those atrocities now you're in America, all this freedom. And she talks about, oh, it's fun to go to a Starbucks and look at it. I, I felt mm -hmm. like I was in a rich person's house the whole time, wherever I was. But then she found herself getting very angry with her fellow classmates because none of them had any idea who 
her people were, wow. what the other like persecuted people mm. were around the world. And mm. she found herself being so, she used the word angry with these American, you know, people, mm. students in her high school, they were oblivious to the real plights going on. These are real plights that I'm, that you're mm. describing, you know, rainbow mm -hmm. flags in the classrooms and blah, blah, blah. But help them also to take a breath and look around the world and recognize that children their age, Afghanis, you know, whatever, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just saying yeah. like, yeah. It, it helps, I think, to lock arms with a global Christian community who is mm -hmm. having to suffer and work through yeah. and yeah. Even, even fellow Christians in Western Europe mm -hmm. who've been facing this kind of thing now yeah. for a generation already, like, right. It it helps them, I think. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To yep. to realize, no, we're we're gonna be in good company yep. with so many around the world, and many who are facing far more mm. grave situations. You know what I mean? There's the global community, and yeah, and I think that's one of the. I guess if you're trying to find a redeeming uh, aspect to the Afghan the crisis mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, is it is it has. But for me personally, I think our family, there's there's been a weight and a gravity to it that oh. has put some things into perspective on how grateful we are to to oh. live in a, a country with well all your kids. I mean, whether you're talking about, you know, Ava or Savannah, you would be frantic right now. Oh, you're oh, a young adult oh. woman Horrible. and your young girl. Frantic. I can't even think about it. But you then you've yes. got all your sons clustered in there. Oh, that would be recruited, oh, yeah. dominated. Into, so I'm just saying, like, there's a perspective of your comes from oh, my work. But also, I think it, it, from a global perspective, but also a historical perspective, mm -hmm. one of the things I'm reading a, a biography of Churchill, mm -hmm. you know, and it's uh, it's actually gets into some specific historical things mm -hmm. that put what's happening now in perspective too. Man. It's not like a, a, a Christian, you know, biography or anything, but but talking through just looking back mm. from a hundred years ago and seeing what the issues were and, and, and uh, it, that also, you know, it's interesting you'd say that because the dad I, I just was referring to, I said, Oh man, I'm sorry for your generation. I want to do all I can to help that man. Your, your, I said, then when our kids were in school, we were just worried about them teaching evolution, you know, and I'm kind of trying to make a light moment of it. He goes, Actually, don't you wonder if that has way more to do with our current moment than we might imagine? Like mm. once we decided that we we're just going to lose that battle and let evolution, there is no God, there is no creator, there is no, mm. where we're at now actually was built on that battle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. shoot, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. Once you've dismissed a creator, here, here we are. Yeah. And, and that was back you know on my watch so yeah it's yeah there there is a, a a lot in the midst of this to be encouraged by is that we are christians and yes. i like how i mean the darkness is creating a it's making the light brighter i was listening to a um Al Mohler interviewed a, the oh. Archbishop of oh, I was listening to that. Philadelphia or whatever. What We're both listening. It's, <laughs> it's a podcast called Thinking in Public, and yeah. it's it's great. I yeah. appreciate oh, man. Al Mohler on this. Two brilliant. I was like, if, if you could bottle the brilliance among those oh, two men. Yeah, it would be. 
But Stunning. what I loved about it was what the Catholic Archbishop was saying is that we need our people to remember that they are different from the world. Yes. And the role of, in, in this context of liturgy, something like uh, not eating meat during Lent or something like that, something that's not right. a biblical command or mandate, it's a way of reminding them that we are a people in exile. Right. We, really we are, are aliens and strangers. We are aliens and strangers. Just yeah. like yeah. just like back to your yeah. encouragement with Peter. And so I think for us to, when those things come at us, mm-hmm. to remind ourselves and our children, we are citizens of heaven. Yes. We are citizens of another kingdom. Right. And our, our king, this is how he rules. And this is how we order our lives under his lordship and authority. And I think so that the darkness highlights that. Yes, absolutely. And it helps us to be clearer, to think more clearly. Yeah. Whereas maybe uh, 30 years ago, totally. there was some more ambiguity to where maybe my peers had more common grace in their lives right. and things that sort of kept them more in check. Yeah. Uh, but they were as lost oh, as a kid today. For sure. You know, but that's where in that, say, you know, the same author, Peter, would say, don't be surprised at these. And James, don't be surprised at these fiery ordeals. In other words, like I just got done reading through the book of Acts. Why are we surprised that the gospel is constantly uh, under attack? Mm. Our earliest book of how when Jesus handed this gospel off to all of us to send to the ends of the mm-hmm. world. Every page of the book of Acts is fraught with yeah. persecution, difficulty, yeah. trials of all kinds. If, even the weather, right? I mean, even when Paul's on his way to prison, he gets hit by a storm. They got to swim to shore. I'm just like the cataclysmic storms yeah. of, of yeah. human origin and nature have accompanied the church since our earliest pages mm. in the Bible. You know what I mean? And so don't, even, don't be surprised. Dude. As you're sharing this, I'm taking this as a, my own, as an exhortation to me to process that voice of the teacher saying I'm a safe person and me just being so troubled by that. Mm. I, I think I need to, I don't know that I've prayed for her yet. Mm. Mm. I don't know that I've, um, wow. you know, kind of maybe seen that she's not the enemy. Satan is. Wow. And she's, she's just, she's lost. She mm. needs Jesus. Yeah. And, and to wow. uh, move toward prayer and to move my outrage toward mm. uh, prayer. Which is part of, are you ripping off of that archbishop? You know, he kept saying, wait, I don't want to speak of people as the enemy. We only have one chief enemy and that's Satan. Mm. He said that at two or three times in the Elmoler. Well, I, yeah. I uh, maybe, maybe that wasn't what you were Subconsciously, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But I, that just caught me though. I was like, oh, that's such a great perspective. Like mm. there's only one true capital E enemy yep. in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And others that are just following that enemy are getting caught up with that enemy, but there's only one true enemy and let's not treat others with Mm. enemy language kind of a thing yeah Yeah. why don't we close and just if you could pray Mm. over our parents yeah you know these fathers and mothers trying to raise their kids um and and maybe then i'll pray for some of the teachers and perceived enemies or whatever just that god would i'm even thinking of the guy that Teresa chased through the park (laughs) 
Because you got to tell that story. Okay. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it, I'll, I'll give the, the really brief. No, it, it really did strike me, though. I, I haven't prayed for that dude. And I need to. Anyway, across the street from our house is a public park, and there was a kind of a more masculine looking man dressed as a woman and but very off-putting wouldn't engage even as Teresa and my daughter Audrey were trying to just as the kids are playing just exchange greetings nothing yeah. like he was a very harsh person later he ends up uh raging at this little girl whether it's his own little girl watching her I don't know but he was in, in charge of this little girl just like screaming raging how old is the girl I want to say like three, like a little, she started pitching a fit because it was time to leave the park and she didn't want to. Like how many, mm. you know, kids that age would do. I don't want to go home. I want to mm. slide. Anyway, by the time this whole thing is done, I'm over at my house. My daughter, Audrey, comes running around to the back house. Dad, you got to come. Mom's chasing this dude across the park. <laughs> and my, my wife, I, my first sentence to my daughter was, I love your mom so much because all she saw in that moment was a big, scary adult terrifying a little girl. And that was it. The mother bear comes out and she's going to put herself between danger and this so little she's girl. Chasing this she's guy down chasing across the park. Because they're going off. Didn't catch it. Ended up being able to call the police. And, and I, I think the right... <laughs> the right thing has happened with getting the pro proper authorities involved, but, um, but clearly a broken soul. Mm. And now there's a, a victim involved also, whatever ch his choices are, comes from just a brokenness mm. in his soul, obviously, but now there's this. And so rather than just think you, uh, you know, but to also add to our rage <laughs> prayer for him, mm. I mean, and, and that little girl. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. You yep. can add that to your oh man yeah let me start god i do pray for so many moms and dads who are right now um lord they're i'm sure going through the throes of what do i do who do i call how do i get a hold of the principal give them moments lord of just um peace and wisdom because in those moments lord i i pray that the battle would be actually fought on their knees um because you, Lord, ultimately, you're the North Star. You're the one that's going to guide us. You're the one that we got to keep our eye on to help us as, as different things get thrown our way. So for all these parents that are possibly listening right now, Lord, would you give them words of truth, words of comfort, words of strength, words of courage when they need it, um, words of discernment for their children, and words of discernment when they do go talk to that teacher or principal. And just in every way that they would adorn the teachings of Christ by their good behavior. That whether that's in the presence of their children or in the presence of those that oppose the gospel, their good Christ-like behavior would adorn the grace and truth coming from their lips, Lord. So in every way, let them be models of how to march through this life in uh, often the enemy's territory, the, the prince of the power of the air, he shows us what, what kind of cards he's carrying often. Help us to walk steadfastly and in faith uh, because you ultimately uh, are, are the one, the, the sovereign overall. Mm -hmm. So we wanna, we wanna give evidence to that in the way that we conduct ourselves, Lord. Mm. Lord, help us to follow your 
instruction on how to interact with our enemies. Yeah. You said love, do good, bless, pray for. Help us to follow that example. So to love our enemies, to, to do good to those who mistreat us, to bless those who curse us, and to pray for those who mistreat us. That seems like such an impossible thing to do, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, will you turn our outrage into a deep love? I pray for um, this teacher that I don't know, and um, but this, this teacher that you love deeply and that somehow uh, her heart is blinded um, by just sin and, and, and the evil one that has deceived and a culture that is lost and blind leading the blind. And, and uh, I just pray that you will um, put someone in her life that will show her the love of Jesus and that she will be drawn to you and have a great story to tell. And we may never know uh, her name or, or anything, but, but that in heaven, we will see her and, and, and see um, just that there is power in prayer. And uh, so we do um, believe that, that prayer is, is powerful. And we ask um, in Jesus name that for this, this, uh, this guy that was, that was screaming at this, this little three-year-old in the park and, we pray that, that he will be saved and, and that he will come to repentance and become just a, a man of God that, that loves you and fears you and, and can um, be a great father to this child. And Lord, uh, we do look to you, Jesus, and you, uh, we need your help. We need your strength. And so good shepherd, help us to just lead us into paths of righteousness uh, give us some quiet, still waters, some green pastures um, in the midst of all the, the craziness of, of kids and schedules and um, all these things, Lord, that moms and dads um, and kids will just experience uh, some times of being able to catch their breath and know that, that you are the good shepherd who watches over our souls. And so uh, we, just, we just pray this over our church and over our world in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, good word. yeah, good word. Um, hopefully you leave this, uh, this conversation encouraged and just, uh, to keep seeking Jesus. So have a great week and, uh, we'll see you next time.